This is Oh No Not Them. Here are your hosts, Eric Stroll and Bill Solt. No, son, you are an asshole, not me. So, did it snow up at your house? A little bit, a little bit. What do you think we got here in town? I, I actually had the kid go out and measure it, uh, 23 inches. 23 inches? Yep. Wow. Yep. Well, quite a bit of snow. My mom was saying it was, the, she thinks this is the biggest snowstorm we've had since the blizzard of 94. It was 93. No, it was 94. I was in Panama. It was 93. I was in Jim Thorpe. I was in Panama. Trust me. I know because it says I survived the blizzard of 93. There was T-shirts and everything. Yeah. Look it the fuck up. Was uh, there another one later in like 95 or 96? Well, I'm sure there were more blizzards. I yeah. mean, it's not it's not like it was limited to a blizzard. But this was a nor'easter, man. A nor'easter. <laughs> the Vikings come down on us. You know, I'll be I'll be honest. It wasn't it wasn't that terrible that I thought it would be. No. It was more inconvenient than it. Luckily, I can kind of work from home. Yeah. But it was like, it was more inconvenient than anything else. Well, I I was smart enough to stay on top of it uh, and go out with the snowblower a few times during the snow. You, you don't have much property, man. Shovel it. Shovel it. I have bad shoulders and a bad back. And you have three children. And I have three children. <laughs> what? That don't fucking shovel snow. No, I I I had the snow thro- I had the snowblower out a few times and to keep up with it and yeah we were out three times during the storm just to keep up on it and then of course the the plow I mean you you have to get that little notch out to get to the road and the plow just is like you know I, that's what they look for it says fuck you yep they just coming down the road look watch this watch what I'm gonna do well <laughs> well uh, not to throw anybody under the bus but you know. Um, we have the uh, obviously, you know, you live here. We have the uh, odd even parking. Yep. Well, the dickhead across the street left both of his vehicles sit in front of his house during the duration of the storm. One of them is still sitting there, completely covered in snow. Oh Jesus! Yeah. This uh, th- welcome to my fucking. Well, yeah, I, but I think it. I think it messed everyone up because it's like we had two odd days in a row. Yes, but if you, <laughs> if if even I was confused at that. Well, uh, if you look on the Palmer and Burroughs Facebook page, it says leave your cars. It's two odd days. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. At least they didn't say MySpace. Yeah, but you know what? You know, the, but I park in the garage anyway, so it's like. My, I don't have to worry about my vehicle getting all snowied. Oh, oh, so yeah, poor Lisa got to get hers all snowed up. Yeah. Dude, my brand new car is sit, was sitting out in this. My huh? br- what? Brand that's, new. that's you, not me. My brand new car. I don't like my vehicle getting weather. Well, the the whole thing <laughs> is my garage is my garage. My bike is in my garage. That's small. You could fit that in here. What, the Harley? Yeah. How am I getting it out? Don't you have one of them uh, basement doors with the flaps? You got to drive the bike up and down steps then. And getting it. And I'm sure you've done that on a dare at some point. No, I had. I never <laughs> have, actually. I never have. And it'd be kind of hard to make the turn coming down the steps from outside. Oh, get come on. Try. You got to try. No, you don't even try. No, no. Harley parts are expensive. <laughs> I wrecked. Well, I, I, I wrecked this one once. Yeah, well, but still, that's you have. I mean, if you have a normal size garage, I mean, you should be able to fit a bike and a vehicle in there. Well, I have other stuff in there too. Oh, gee, well, get your meth lab out of there. Shh, <laughs> kayfabe. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Get your methamphetamine disposal. Uh, er, never mind. <laughs> You're just digging the hole deeper. No. no, I got like freaking like PA speakers and all yeah. kinds of other shit in there. Did you you didn't watch the Royal Rumble at all, did you? No, but I watched the highlights from it. OK, on Botchamania. No, no, no. On a couple different sites. I, I like I said, a couple people did reviews of it, looked at it and yeah. And stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to be probably getting the, the network in March. For Mania? No, no. For, because, well, not for anything in particular, but because uh, they're moving to Peacock. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's... Yes. And, and I'm getting myself a Chromecast so I can start watching streaming TV on my TV. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, was, I was pretty disappointed in the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, it wasn't a very good match overall. And I think they elevated the wrong girl. It came down to the final three were Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair. Yeah, and there was I think there was, they said there was an elimination. I don't remember who, but they said the camera was at the wrong angle and didn't even see it. Yeah, there was there was one of those. But um, Bailey was it Bailey? I think yeah, ba- they missed Bailey's elimination. Yeah, that was the one they were talking about. Uh, which is pretty big because she's a pretty big name in the in the women's division. But I thought. This was the this was going to be the year that they elevated Rhea Ripley. Okay. And she was it came down to her Charlotte and Bianca Belair and the winner was Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. I I guess okay, but not what I would have done. I would have waited another year to pull the trigger on on Belair because Rhea Ripley has star written all over. Her. She's got a unique look. She's uh she's a phenomenal phenomenal wrestler. Everything about her just screams star. Mm. Bianca Belair, eh, kind of a work in progress if you ask me. But what do I know? Bruce Pritchard knows all. And <laughs> the uh, the men's Royal Rumble was really exciting. It was a very good match. And uh, as, as, as you probably know, Edge won. Yeah. Which I think is great because I, I, I'm a huge Edge fan. And I'm, I want to see Edge be able to go out on his own terms. I want to be. I want to see. Be able to see him call it a career, on his terms. It's. It was funny how, as I was kind of watching the, um, like the highlights from it, they went through like piece by piece, and then when when they said Orton looked like he really got hurt and went out, I, my first thought was, oh, I see how this is going. Oh yeah, I was like right, right, right away. I kind of had a feeling, uh, but I also, the feed wasn't in it. No, Bray Bray's have been off TV for a while. Okay, all right. Because I was I was actually kind of wondering. Well, because that was my theory. That was like because you know, oh, Orton's going out. So, um, are they gonna like you know get this thing with Bray going again with the Fiend? And then, but when Edge is like, oh, because yeah, they had a thing going, but I thought that was done for. No, uh, it it kind of almost had to be done for for a little bit because because Edge tore his tricep. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah, you know, things happen. But I kind of was expecting Bray Wyatt to make his return too, but that didn't happen. All in all, I'm happy with the fact that Edge won. I I'm a big Edge fan. I think um I think he's going to go after Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah, and after after I saw like all the entrants, even a few of the one-offs, I guess you would call them. Yeah. But still, I know I had said in the past how the WWE seems to have a really limited roster. Yeah. I don't think they do. No, they don't. No, I mean, I think they do have enough to fill up a, a ring. Um, 
they just I like I said they just need to find I think better storylines for some of these guys. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the two guys that I thought uh, they they used really well, even though they didn't win in the, it didn't win the rumble, were uh, Damian Priest, okay. who who is a call a recent call up from NXT. He used to wrestle on the independent scene as uh, Punisher Martinez. All right, it's a Monster Factory guy, and Matt Riddle. Um, Riddle lasted. They made and they've been making it. They made a big deal out of it on Sunday and la, and Monday on Raw. That Riddle lasted like 30, 32 minutes or something like that. Thirty one okay. and change. So and he's he's got a program going with uh, you with Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title now. So yeah. Riddle's moving up in the world. Uh, Damian Priest is moving up in the world. And Damian Priest is going to be a star. That dude has it. He has it. And you can't teach it. And you can't buy it. Okay. So, that's my uh, thoughts on the Royal Rumble. It was all in all, not a bad show. I'm sure as time goes on, after March, I'll have a lot. I'll be, I'll probably be watching this stuff again, almost religiously again. Yeah, I mean, I, it, uh, I, 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 the DVR is my friend. The DVR is my friend. That yeah. way, I can fast forward through shit that we don't want to, uh, that I don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Our normal recording schedule was botched up because of mother nature being a bitch and dumping two feet of snow on us so instead of our normal monday recording we're recording on a wednesday yep <sighs> yeah, well it had, it, it, life happens life happens life yep. happens i tried telling you if you just would invest in <laughs> oh don't make me don't <laughs> uh, are you gonna bring up the fact that i left the bag upstairs no 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 as as CTO, I you know I I provide all the technical prowess I can. You know I brought the cameras. You no, know, but no. but but you can't see this beautiful blue wall we have now. You know it's a work in progress. No, it's a, it's a, I like it. It's it's a work in progress. I need to get Mariah down here to paint a logo on the wall. I was actually looking into a vinyl banner to hang. What do you mean a vinyl banner? Like of records? No, an oh no, not them banner. Oh, no, not them. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Would, would you rather have that or would you rather have... SP- Eiffel 65 stuff too, because this, this wall just screams, I'm blue. Uh, would you rather have the, the banner? I'm going to completely ignore that. No. <laughs> would you rather have the banner or would you rather have SPG painted on the back it, wall? You know what? I, I think we can do... We can probably do either or, really. I mean, yeah. it does, we it's a... Beautiful blank slate. We can do whatever we want with it. Yes, we can. Speaking of blank slates and doing whatever the hell we want, stick your hand in the bucket. You don't hear that often. Uh, Did you clean this bucket out, by the way? No. Oh, come on, dude. I, this is the, told you. This was the bucket that got the, the, the garbage off the Why roof. didn't you bring it with, why didn't you clean it before you brought it here? Because I didn't think my hand was going in it. One week it's you, one week it's me. It's your week. All right, all right. I'll clean it before next week. All right. Okay. Ugh. Oh, your handwriting's atrocious. <laughs> no. Rob Zombie Movies Jim. Oh, that was sent in by our friend Jim Miller. Rob Zombie Movie. I think I'm at a loss with this. I'm not going to be able to talk much because I haven't seen many of his movies. Okay. You can pull, You can use your mulligan. I don't know. I'm not going to use the mulligan because... I'm not going to see the movies between that either. I mean, we can talk about... 
I, I still can bullshit my way through anything. Okay. Jim Miller wants us to talk about Rob Zombie movies, mm-hmm. which is kind of a uh, wide open thing because he didn't say favorite Rob Zombie movie, least favorite Rob Zombie movie, anything. Just Rob's, Rob Zombie movie. That's not how he sounds, but it's close. It's very close. <laughs> so Rob Zombie movies. I'm a I'm a big fan of Rob Zombie's films. Um, I own pretty much everything except for the animated one. I don't have that on DVD or or Blu-ray. Um, the Devil's Re- the the Firefly Family trilogy, Devil's Rejects, House or House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. I think are fantastic, fantastic films. Uh, some great performances by Sid Haig, by Bill Mosley, by Sherry Moon Zombie, which is Rob's wife, and yeah. she's in all of his films. Really, really good American horror. Good, you know, good, like a good splatter movie. Good splatter movie. Have you seen any of the three? No. The, like I said, the only Rob Zombie movie I have seen was El Superbisto. Which is the animated one. Which is one of the animated one. I have the Halloween one and two. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen like scenes in BuzzFeed videos and things like that. I know that the um, um, former friend of ours, a mutual uh, acquaintance, uh, once said that uh, the song Pussy Licker... Mm-hmm was the song she would strip to if she ever went into an amateur night at a strip club. <laughs> I'm at a loss. Uh, who's the former friend? Billy Joe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's a visual I don't want. But, yeah, that's... And, you know, and the song is... I mean, it's from a movie. It's laced with stuff from his, yeah. one of his films. It's a good song, and I completely agree with her that it's, it's one of those perfect songs for a strip club. Yeah, it's a great song for a strip club. Um, but, and like I said, I, I, I don't know. I mean, what kind of move, what kind of movies are they in general? Cause I don't like, like the torture stuff. They're not so, they're not torture movies, but they are splatter movies. Okay. They're very gory. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of blood. Um, but it's not torture porn. It's not like saw or hostile mm. or anything like that. Um, they're not, I, I, uh, my one critique of zombies movies is sometimes they can be kind of one note and everything takes place in the 70s, it seems. Okay. Um, but that leads to great soundtracks. His his soundtracks are phenomenal. The, the soundtracks... Oh, I don't... Yeah. The soundtracks, even the stuff that he doesn't do, are are just really, really well done and they're good period soundtracks. But they're not torture porn movies... Um, there's not, I mean, there's violence and there's crude, uh, language and obviously crude language, but like I said, some of it comes off a little one note, Mm -hmm. but for what they are, I, I really enjoy them. I was, I'm a big fan of Rob's reimagining of the Halloween franchise, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's it was really cool because what Zombie did in the first one was he went into depth of, of with Michael's time in the asylum. Okay, 
which is something John Carpenter didn't do. Yeah. Michael got taken away and we jump cut 18 years Mm -hmm. or 16 years or whatever the hell it was. And the thing is, um, the thing that Zombie did was he showed the de-evolution of Michael Myers, the child, into the shape. Okay. Which I thought was really, really, uh, which was a really cool piece. And uh, Danny Trejo plays uh, a security guard in the mental institution that Michael's in in the first one. And uh, he's like the only guy who is whoever treated Michael with respect uh, with respect and dignity. Mm. And Michael kills him anyway. Well, now, see, that that's a terrible thing. That That's bad storytelling right there. No, it's good storytelling. He's the guy who's supposed to live. No, nobody lives. Yo, no, you you, you keep him alive because he, he was a kindly person, yo, who didn't do anything to well, you. Well, no, that's the thing is Danny Trejo's character is even pleading with him as, as he's going to kill him. No, Michael, I was always good to you. Uh, see, that's the, that's the one that he shouldn't. I mean, that's that's just horror 101. You leave somebody alive that's nice. Well, yeah, you got to have... Uh, I guess you got to have the survivor girl thing, but Danny Trejo is not a survivor girl. True, <laughs> true. Yeah, I haven't seen. I I got them. Um, I've I had it gifted to me, uh-huh. but I don't think I've watched them because just it's, it just wasn't on my list. Oh, okay, not on yeah. the radar. I have them. Like I said, I have them, but just it's now now that I'm getting finally down to all those movies that were on my list, I can finally actually start watching things I own again. Well, make sure the Halloween movies get on your list. Eventually. Well, they don't need to be on the list. I own them. Yeah, well, okay, make, the, make it on the list of things to watch. The list The list was, you know, stuff that uh, I hadn't watched because I didn't own. Well, do you, you don't have um, you don't have the uh, the Firefly movies, do you? No, no, no. Okay. Not my type. It, that, I, I stopped horror... Uh, probably around the you know, like late eighties, early nineties, because that was that was the best horror that there ever was. Yeah, in in, in mean, a lot of respects, Nightmare on Elm Street, Sleepaway Camp, you know, Evil Dead, yeah, uh, Prom Nights, all those. I loved all that stuff. I mean, I think I mean I think Rob Zombie horror came out after I. I don't know. I just it's not that I don't want to watch it. But I just I don't really have like this weird fascination with it anymore. Right. Well, which is uh, you know I, I still I still love my horror movies. In fact, last night I watched uh, three Saw movies back to back to back. Jeez, huh. that's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have I, a hard time carving out two hours to just watch a movie. I learned I I I learned to make time for things that are important, like my mental health. Yeah, that's fine. And all. I mean, making time, but it's like it's getting peace and quiet. And it was uh, no, my I, I get my peace and quiet. Uh, I get my peace and quiet. My children are all self sufficient. <laughs> so are mine, but it's also loud in my house. It, no, they see that's the nice thing is my kids aren't loud. I had a lot of family time in the last two days. A lot of family time. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I had a lot of family time in the last two days too, because I was stuck doing, uh, you know, working from home and doing paperwork. Mm-hmm. Back to Zombie. There is one movie that he did that is kind of leaning a little bit more toward torture porn, and that's called Thirty One. Okay, that is a twisted movie. Uh, you have Malcolm McDowell and a couple of women, like in 
Brit- uh, uh, Victorian costuming with the powdered wigs and all these things. And they lock these people in this building and they have to try and fight their way out through a bunch of different, basically killers that are in there. Oh. And there's one guy that they call in for special occasions when everyone else fails. And they call him in. And it's a it's it's more that's more toward the torture porn thing than anything else zombie has done. Okay. So since has he had a lot of movies? Uh well you got the three Firefly movies. Yeah. You have the two Halloween movies, thirty one, Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. That a good song. A good song I didn't know it was a movie. The movie's not the movie's not that bad. Um uh, Sherry Moon Zombie is the star of it, and she's a DJ, oh. and it kind of revolves around her. I, 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 I've only seen it. I thought it would be something like that took place in like the Witching Times. No, uh, I've only I've only watched it, I think once. Okay, so I'm not like I'm, I I can't quote it chapter and verse like I can some of his other stuff, mm. and then of course there's uh, Le, uh, El Super Bisto. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's any more uh, out there. The Zombies concert films are always good, too. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in concert. I know a lot of people that have. I, I've never seen him live, but uh, there's... I, I, uh, love his, I love his music. That's... Yeah, me too. I mean, from the time it was in White Zombie. Yeah. Which seems like forever ago. Dude, we were, we were on our way to the show. Who? Me and you and my cousin Roger. Remember that? Anthrax, White Zombie, and Quicksand at the fairgrounds. What happened? That It got rained out. It was Anthrax's Sound of White Noise tour. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't remember that, but... We, were, we made it as far as... I th- we, we were just heading, uh, leaving Walnut Port when it came over ZZO that the show was canceled. Uh, ZZO. <laughs> yeah, got... Uh, God, God bless the Bearman and Keith. I, I haven't listened. Oh, all of them, man. It's like I can remember the big events at Croc Rock. Oh, yeah. With all the DJs. Stosh and Kimmelman. Yeah, you, you, you get up there and they'd sign shit for you and throw stuff out of the crowd. I mean, they're all world and famous. And then iHeartRadio says, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. And puts on a shitty can morning show. Yeah. I, I have, I've, I've tried to listen to uh, what the hell is it morning called? glory Ro- rovers morning glory it is freaking awful it's it it is it's awful i don't like canned uh programming like that to begin with especially when you have an iconic duo like we had in the valley with the bear manning oh my god they were just you know when when keith and and raymond when raymond would come in yes and him and keith and i know it was an act i know now i mean but but they would wind up bear man Oh, yeah. So much to the point where he's screaming and yelling and when it sounds like he's going to quit. Yes. They got hit and it was so much. But I after like everything, it was just entertainment. Yeah. I mean, Keith, I think Keith made the right decision by not trying to carry on the morning show. I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I because I, nobody could have lived up to no, what well, him and the bear. Man yeah, built. but I mean, they could have they could have gotten. I would rather hear something else and Keith. I would too, but you know, just any anybody else, just bring some college kid in. 
Have him just learn it. Like, call it the old man and the new guy. Whatever. I mean, it's just, I know that they had chemistry, but I just think yanking him completely. Well, I, I think a lot of that was Keith's decision, too. Yeah, probably. You know. Because he knew that, you know, him and the bear, him and the bear man had something special. They had over 30 years together. Oh, yeah. Um, they, and, you know, I met them. I, I met them multiple times in multiple places. Cool guys. Yeah. The single. I went to the single tomorrow party at Chili's. Yes. Two years in a row. And my God, I mean, that that was pulling out all the stops at Chili's. Oh, my God. You know, I, you remember back in the day when the. Uh, like when Def Leppard would play at the fairgrounds and they would have a soccer match between the ZZO DJs and Def Leppard. Oh, yeah. Th- things like that all the time. And Bear Man always complaining about playing goalie. Ah, put the fat kid in goal. Yeah. They, they had enough DJs where they could actually have fun. Yeah. And do things. And everybody. I wish I could remember most of their names. And the internet, I think, is... You can't find that information because I was trying to remember... Like at one point at Croc Rock, uh, one of the the DJs, they were doing the big show down there or whatever, and he was trying to talk to me about something, and he just told me to come up on the stage and just talk to him because we couldn't yell back and forth. Right. You know, and then he like handed me an autograph, whatever. But it was like I got to see Croc Rock from like the stage setting. Yeah. Which which was just awesome at the time. Yeah. You know. I mean, the ZZO, the ZZO DJs were always cool. Um, but the, they're not the only ones that have gone to canned morning shows. Like 97.9X out of Wilkes-Barre. They're, they have a canned morning show on, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a formula, and everybody's doing it now. And Yeah. You know, it's not... And that's what I mean. That Bear Man and Keith weren't so much a canned morning show. I mean, the letters from Lee Heighton. Yes. Was hilarious, and it just it made me laugh all the time. Yeah, and and then you know they did stuff that was uh, that they did stuff back in the day that it with today's lens and today's eyes didn't really age well. You're talking learn to spell, learn to spell with Darnell. Oh that, yeah, but it was but but I'll tell you to their credit though, I mean they they got Raymond on there. Yeah. And that's what kind of turned me on to Raymond. Yep, they put Raymond over. And the best, the funny part, what? Well, he, you know, knew not to curse. The first time I saw his show. He's filthy. Oh, my God. He, I'm laughing. I, I said to him, I said, I've heard your stuff so many years. And, yeah, it's so much funnier with the language to hear an Amish guy run like that. It's wonderful. Yeah. I can't wait to go see him again. Yeah, uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind going to see Raymond again. And the nice thing is you can go see him at a small place like a fire hall. Yeah. You know. And it's still, but he, but he packs him in. Yeah. You know, I still say the funniest bit he did, the last show he went to was at a fire hall to benefit the firehouse. And there was not much of a, not much of a house. Right. So he told the firemen there to get the names and addresses of everybody here. And if there's a fire at anybody's houses, it's not here. Fuck him. Let it burn to the ground. Yo. Yo. He's like, damn. That was, it was awesome. Damn. That's a little, that's a little stiff. Oh, man. Back to, uh, so back to Rob Zombie movies, I guess. 
You you really I think you would enjoy his imaginings on Halloween um, since you have them. I'm going to see it eventually. Yeah. Uh, one problem I had, and it's not with Rob Zombie, it's with John Carpenter. When it first came out that Zombie was redoing the Halloween okay. movies, okay, John Carpenter was all about it. Yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be a, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's a re- he's going to reimagine it and blah, 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 put his spin on it. Well, when John Carpenter's decrepit old ass decides he wants to redo Halloween himself. Yeah. Oh, now all of a sudden zombies movies are shit. When you gave them your blessing before. To me, I, I and I may be completely off base and completely wrong with this, but to me that just rung as John Carpenter being a bitter old man. More than likely. I mean, more than likely. I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's nothing new. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I also think the PR machine, he, that, mi- he might have, like, in his heart, not wanted to say anything good, but they're saying, hey, here's a butt- here's some cash. Yeah, and John Carpenter is a whore. Yeah, so it's like, oh, oh, yeah, well, they're wonderful movies, you know. I don't, I find it hard to trust anybody in the entertainment industry whatsoever about anything they say. Really? You know. Because you you're fl- you're just jaded. <laughs> you flash some money at any well, hey, you flash some money at me, I'll promote anything at all. Even stuff I don't like. Well that's that's the way I am. Well, you're a whore. I yes, I, I like money. I like money. I like <laughs> I like I like me money too. But I have principles. <laughs> no, no, no. Principles won't get you enough money. <laughs> I have principles. I'm gonna be pimping something out on my car. Uh, it oh. relative, relatively <laughs> shortly, relatively shortly. No, no, no. Something good. I, I mean, I already pimped the haunted house. I got the halls of horror decal on there. But our friend Ryan Haggerty. Yeah. He has a band called Down Division. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't. Uh, I. I got a Down Division decal on the way. All right. I cannot wait for that. Uh, I can't wait for it. I cannot wait to proudly rock that some bitch on my car. I'm all about it, man. I'm all about it. I want Ryan to do a cover of I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Yes. <laughs> yes. So please, please. A one-off. Just a one-off. Hag, if you're listening. <laughs> Hag, if you're listening. And you know why. And you know why we want to hear this. Um, it it would be great if you did it in a blue polo shirt, too. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and the blue shorts and blue shorts. Oh, oh man! If you could, if you understand the reference, you're our people. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Jim, pick better topics that Bill knows something about. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you know what? We can always just pick a second thing. I mean, it's our show. We can do what the hell we want. Who's the, hell with the rules? You want to pick a second thing? Sure. Pick a second thing. And oh. Why is it so sticky? What did you do in that bucket? It's the post-it note. And... Ah, shit, it's probably one of Jim's again. No, <laughs> no it is, though. Because it's in your, your goof-ass right. Actually, it's good, though. Bad albums by good bands. That's mine. So it's still in music. That's mine. So it still will connect. Bad albums by good bands. Oh, boy. Okay, you go first. The Spaghetti Incident by Guns N' Roses. I cannot 
agree more. That is a bad album. I, a very bad album. I love Guns N' Roses. I love everything that they've done. There's maybe one or two songs I like on that album. Okay. And uh, the rest of it is just pure filler garbage. Yeah. I, I, I cannot... I cannot disagree with you. Yeah, I mean, they phoned it in so hard. Speaking of phone it in, just push play. Yep, won't disagree with you there. Just push play by Aerosmith. I mean, I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan, but I can appreciate what they, what, you know, what Aerosmith has accomplished and what they've done and what they've given the music world because Aerosmith is an iconic band. Yeah. Just push play was an abomination. Yeah, that was the, you know, the peak. The the it was like the whatever the opposite of pinnacle is, it was that. The pit because at Eat Eat the Rich was an okay album. Yeah. But it started just going downhill after Eat the Rich. Yeah. And every successive one. And I you know, I was one person rocking the Aerosmith Passion High School. Oh yeah, the the only one. Yeah, and sadly, I was the, probably the only one. I lo- I love those guys. I loved all their stuff. I still have the, all their videos that they put out, the Texas Jam, yeah. the Classics Live, uh, things that go pump in the night. I still, all of those, three by five. You can't even find that shit on YouTube. Which, no. Which pisses me off, because I can't get rid of the VHS tapes. Yeah. So I got to keep a working VCR around, just in case I ever want to watch them again. <laughs> and for anybody that says in there, why don't you just dub them... And, you know, like get a get a player and dub them. Well, I have a player and I'm lazy, so there. So that ends that debate. Whoa, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah, I know it did. But like I said, everything like Pump was like the height when they came back, and then it started just going right downhill. And just push play was awful. How much of that was uh, guys like John Kladner? And uh, Desmond Child. And- I don't think it was all. No, I, I think by then they were out of it. I think a lot. It was Bruce Fairburn. Oh, Fairburn. Okay, their producer. Yeah, Fairburn completely just entrenched himself in that band. To like, he felt like you know that he was telling them every you know piece of shit they put out was a freaking gold nugget. Yeah. You know, I mean, he stopped being brutally honest with them. And telling him, no, no, that's a crap song. Don't don't record it. Yeah. To the point where he was saying, no, 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 that that's good. As he's as he's there counting hundred dollar yeah. bills. Yeah, that's great. And the stuff off of Nine Lives was, my God, it was all over the place. Some good songs. Schizophrenic album. But it was, yeah, but it was like every song had to have this weird outro and intro. Right. You know. And you know, it was like, but like I said, it was like, but Just Push Play was the one where it was like, nope, we're done here. And then the next one, Little South of Sanity, didn't even have any good hit, hits on it at all. No, that that album was uh, that was a dog album. Yeah, I could not name you one out al- one song off that. Me record. neither. Wow. Yeah, an Aerosmith record you can't name a song off. No, of. and it's one that I own. Wow. And don't even really listen to. It's like Just Push Play has has that song on it, and that's it. I don't know how you can write one decent song and then just the rest of the album is is utter shit. Yeah, and then that's about the time they started doing the video game stuff, too, wasn't it? No, that was Nine Lives. Oh, that was Nine Lives? Nine Lives and Box of Fire Okay, was right around was right around that time. Yeah. And, um, no, you're thinking Revolution X? Yeah. Oh, and- that was before that. Revolution X was, like, right, I think that was right after Eat the Rich started coming out. Okay. Oh, 
I, I know that everyone says that's a bad game, but man, I have some great memories of playing that. It was a fun game. Yeah, uh, I had a I had a game for the PC back late nineties, early two thousands. It was an Aerosmith branded game where you had a uh, uh, basically uh, an electronic guitar pick with a serial cable okay. attached to it. That this is how far back we're going, kids. Look up a serial cable. Um, you plug the cable into your computer, and you had to strum along to play the songs. Nice. Like Guitar Hero before Guitar Hero. Yeah. But you didn't have a controller. You had to pick, so you had to have like a racquetball racket or a tennis racket or something to use. Yeah, Nine Lives had a video game on the disc itself. Yeah. Which you could put in, and unfortunately, it was like Guitar Hero before Guitar Hero. Okay. Uh, Well... Maiden did the same thing yeah. with the Ed Hunter game. Yeah, it was uh, you. They would play the song Nine Lives," and you had to hit the keys in perfect time. And if you didn't, though, it wasn't as forgiving as Guitar Hero because if you fucked up, you went all the way back to the beginning. Oh, yeah, I never completed it. You know, so but I I still have the disc because it's on the Nine Lives disc. Right. I wonder if that would still work. I had the box of Fire screensaver as well. You know, what about? Hmm, I'm trying to th- trying to delve into my memory banks here a little bit. You should probably get the old ones out, like Saint Anger by Metallica. <laughs> no, no, no. Saint Anger's not a bad album. Oh, horseshit! It's a terrible album. Yay. I was I was actually because I remember when the the video came out. It was actually I was on uh, my vacation uh, when the video came out, and I was like, world and when world premiere videos was a thing. Yeah, and it came on, and I listened to it. I mean, I just said, what the hell was that? <laughs> See, I, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you. St. Anger's not a good, not a very good album, but there's some bright spots on it. I couldn't find any of them. I, I, I like the song St. Anger. Mm. I like that. I like Frantic. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I. Oh, Some Kind of Monster is a pretty good song. Yeah. I, I don't like the whole album to me just is it just. Not not very good. The one they did with Lou Reed's worse. That's not that's that's a Lou Reed album, not a Metallica album. No, Metallica's <laughs> got their name <laughs> on it. That's a Lou Reed album. No, Meta- I, Metallica's I don't know. got that their name. That might be on the it. best Lou Reed album that's ever been. Uh, it's impossible. What about Cryptic Writings by Megadeth? I did not. I like that one actually. I I don't think to me Megadeth didn't even have any missteps. That well, I would call. Cryptic writings a bit well, of a I, I still like their catalog because I think everything is, is still there. They're not Slayer. Slayer's never put out a bad album. No. Not that I can think of. Slayer, they're, 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 it's impossible. There is no such yeah, thing when, as a bad Slayer. When Repentless record. dropped their video, holy shit, that was, I mean, it's just amazing those guys could still do that. Dude, they got heavier as they went on. Yeah. You know? If you listen to the progression from Show No Mercy to Repentless, mm-hmm. whoa. Yep. Just whoa. Yeah, they're incapable of putting out a bad album. They could put out they could put out a Christmas album, it'd still be good. Yeah. Even their covers record was good. I don't think I've ever heard that. Although I probably have, but I just I'm not thinking of which covers they did. They're they're uh, I'm trying to think of what's on it too. You ever hear their cover of Inagata Davida? Oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. I yeah. love that. Me too. As I said, I think Slayer can just they can do put a record of a jam session out. And it and it would just sell. 
Yeah. It, it wouldn't matter. It would sell and it would be good. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about how about we just name off some bands? Okay. And then you can think of what is would be their worst album. Okay. Go ahead. All right. New Kids on the Block. I'm, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> True me for a loop. <laughs> Yeah, but you were thinking of which one was the bad one. What? Now, what? 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 <laughs> I, I I couldn't tell you nothing but the right stuff. Right, how about, okay, how about Motley Crue? Generation Swine. That was a softball. But you're right. I thought you were. I thought you were going to say the one with um, Richie Kotzen. No, not Richie Kotzen. Richie Kotzen was with Poison. You're thinking of John Karabi. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Richie Kotzen's the guy who took over for CC. Don't you ever tell me what I'm thinking of. No, the one that the singer took over. That was John Karabi. Of Motley Crue. Took right. over for Vince Neil. Right. That's what I was thinking of. John Karabi. Okay, whichever. It doesn't matter. Not Richie Kotzen. Rich, eh, same person. No. <laughs> anyway. No, that was a good album, but Generation Swine. Generation Swine was just bad. Mm. That would, uh, they brought Vince Neil back for the cash grab. It didn't work until, like, the nostalgia thing kicked in. Eh, it's still... Did that one have Hell on High Heels? I think it did. Yeah. I think it did. That was right around the time that Metallica was suing Napster because the same animator was doing that. Right. Yeah. Napster bad! Money good! Napster bad! bad. <laughs> oh, God. That's, that was, that's, a, that's a good one. Black Sabbath. Oh, man. I don't think. Oh man, that's a tough one. Anything you anything you say on here could be a hot take with someone. I know someone's gonna be pissed off. I'm not a fan of the Ian Gillian era. Well, that was one album. Okay, was that Technical Ecstasy? No, Technical Ecstasy was still Ozzy. Ian Gillian was um, Born Again. That's probably the one then, because I know I love all of Ozzy stuff. Even Never Say Up to Never Say Die. Even though that was the one that was like, but and Dio's was just oh masterful. Yes, even the second, For, even Dio's second stint. Forbidden might, actually, Forbidden might be worse than the Gillian stuff, though. Forbidden? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the, because that, uh, I mean, the first song was Illusion of Power. That was a Tony Martin record, and it? And it? Yeah, it had Ice-T on it. Okay, that was a Tony Martin record. Yeah. Yeah, Forbidden wasn't all that good. No. Uh, Dehumanizer, which was like when Dio came back again, okay. that was a pretty good record. I said most of of Sabbath. This Sabbath has so many; it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a dud in there, yeah, but they're I mean, few and far between. Yeah, because they just keep it's it's just really good music. ACDC has been on a downhills, although I don't, I can't say there's ever been a really a terrible ACDC album. They're just all the same. Yeah, there's been ones that have not been as good as others. They're just all the same. Yeah, well, mo- no, mostly, mostly. They're just all the they same. They are not all the same. You know? A one, four, five blues and repeat. They're all the same. You know, I argued this one time with somebody, and I was on the side of that you're on now. Uh-huh. And and then he played you Thunderstruck. That's- no, 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 no. I, I, I said something bad about Chris Slade. And uh, that, boy, that hit a sore. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody's taken up for Chris Slade? Yeah, this was many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. I might have been drunk when I was arguing. I don't know. How do you take up for Chris Slade? 
basically because he's the driving force behind the band. I mean, you know, you you get a. I mean, he is a he is a good drummer. You know, he's a good drummer for what ACDC does. Right. I mean, but I mean that is you know, you get somebody else back there like you know, anybody else. Even Lars could play that. He played with that intensity and behind the beat on everything. <laughs> behind the beat. He's the only guy I know who can play in four and uh, six four time and come back in on the three. <clears throat> That's how they wrote it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pick a band. Okay, your your turn for a band. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of bands that uh, everyone out there knows because, like I said, I could. I don't want to say like a Monomarth and. Corp Kalani and stuff that I because I listen to all the Scandinavian shit. Right. Oh man, I'm trying what about Dropkick Murphys? I don't I, I I'm not I know their stuff, but I don't have any of the albums. You're gonna wear a hat like that and not know Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, take it off. No. Take it off right now. Bite me. I'm, 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 give, There's give two me. things stopping you. <laughs> Fear and common sense. Take that hat off. Sit down. <laughs> Okay, so you don't know Dropkick Murphys. I don't have any of the albums, but I know some of their stuff. Yeah. Like I said, I, well, we'll get some of their albums, man. We're coming up in March. Get into that. I'm not like you and fake being Irish. Yo! I ain't faking it. Yeah, you are. He's twirling his mustache. Did and, you wax it? Put it? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and and putting up the fisticuffs. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to, come on, let's boogie. <laughs> Let's go to Killarney. Oh, pick another one. I'm not familiar with enough with Dropkick. See, I'm gonna be picking all hair metal. How about this one? Now, this one I'm not familiar enough with, but you will be. Okay, because I think all the albums suck, but Led Zeppelin. I think they all suck too. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I hate Zeppelin. Okay, I thought I thought you were into Zeppelin. No, not at all. Not at all. Not not even okay. Ah. Motorhead, there they, is. They have to have a. Do they have a bad album? No, no. Motorhead does not have a bad album. Are you sure? Not that I. Not that I have. What about March or Die? Because that was right off the heels of 1916. That's a tough act and to I, follow. And I think it was trying to be too much in 1916. March or Die. If I, you know, I'm if I had a gun to my head and had to pick my least favorite Motorhead album, it probably would be March or Die. Mm-hmm. It probably would be because that to me, and I, it's not that this is a bad thing. I don't want this to come up bad, but that was one of their most commercial albums. Yeah, they've ever done. There were so many singles on that album. Yeah, well, but but of course that brings in a whole new legion of fans. Yes, you know. Speaking of Motorhead, the last song that I heard when I got out of the car today was I'm So Bad, Baby, I Don't Care. Yep. That's <laughs> an awesome song. Off and off and off and off. Yes. 1916 yeah. is, it, that's very high in my pantheon of Motorhead records. Yeah, and I can't remember, I think Overkill was the uh, one of the, the highest ones for me. Overkill's a great record. Yep. Of course, Ace of Spades. No Sleep Till Hammersmith. Uh, Bomber. A- like I said, Ace of Spades, funny enough, as much as that's like a... Uh, uh, one of the ones that probably got me into Motorhead, you know, thanks to the young ones. Uh-huh. I mean, 
I, that's one of the lower ranked ones because they have so much great stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, Motorhead has had very few missteps. Oh. Lemmy Lemmy's quality control is pretty was pretty much impeccable. Mm-hmm. I got one. I got one. <laughs> what's your least favorite Poison album? Or what's the worst Poison album? Power to the People. I don't even fucking know that record. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of their later ones. Um, much later ones. And um, they gave C.C. DeVille a song. To sing? Yes. Oh, dear and God. And he used auto-tune. Oh, dear God. It's it's actually a fun song. However, the auto tune kills it. I think if Brett was singing it, it would be a lot. It's called "I Hate Every Bone in Your Body But Mine." Why am I not surprised that CC has a song? <gasps> but it's the auto tune. Is the auto tune that just completely trashes it? You know, I'm gonna have to look that up now. <laughs> Go yes. You know, I'm gonna have to look that yeah, up now. I'm t- I look. Uh, we can look it up after the show. Yeah. Because I'd say, yeah, it's uh, Power to the People. It's, yes, I know some of the obscure shits for Poison. Oh, my God. I've well, never... they were one of they were one of my favorite bands. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Rackman moment. They were the first band I saw in concert. Really? Poison and Slaughter. And uh, I could have sworn somebody else. Maybe nobody else was there. But, yeah, Jim was there. And uh, everybody come in, and I actually, uh, I almost said skinny. You know, Aaron Thompson. Uh-huh. Uh, I ran into him there. Really? Where Where was that? Stabler? Yeah, at, uh, yeah, Stabler. And he was wearing um, the denim, uh, I think it was a cutoff jean jacket, acid washed. Yeah. How, <laughs> or, how, yeah, how had, 90s. The ripped the rip denim, I believe he had an, um, a bandana for an armband, and I think he was wearing the bandana as a headgear. He'll remember. Because <laughs> I ran into him. I couldn't believe it because I've known him from through you. Yeah. And it was like he looked completely different because every time I saw him around town, he always he was like the clean cut one. Yeah. You know? And he was just completely like, like meddled up. Yeah. For, for that time period, yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> oh man, I would have like I I I I knew him quite well. I would actually like to see that. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun show. Uh, Slaughter opened up. I can't believe there's only two bands. If I'm missing a band, Jim's gonna have to call me after he hears this and tell me who the third band was. Because I remember that Slaughter opened up with ACDC song. Um, they they opened up with Highway to Hell. Really and nailed it, well, because yeah, Mark Slaughter's got the got the the vocals for that. Mark Slaughter's uh, phenomenal, and a fantastic the, singer, and that was the first. And strangely enough, that's the first time I heard Slaughter. Funny story. Later on, many years later, going through like you know picking up music here and there, I start I listen to Vinnie Vincent, right? And then I'm like, wait, that's Slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was Vin, the Vinnie Vincent invasion. Was slaughter, yeah, without Vinnie Vincent, yeah, which was which was really odd to hear. As I was like, so that's like a pre-slaughter. So yeah, yeah. I mean, how how big of a dick are you when you get kicked out of your own fucking band? Because <laughs> essentially, that's what they did. I like I said, yeah, I know Dana Strum and uh, was Blas Elias. All of them were in it. Uh, all but the guitar player. Oh my god! All but the guitar that's player. Funny. Yep, Dana Strum, Blas Elias. 
uh, Mark Slaughter, and mm-hmm. they just they fired Vinnie Vincent from his own band and called the band Slaughter. Yep, they came out a bit too late in the uh, the hair metal era. Yeah, they were they were unfortunate in that third wave. Yeah, they were they were third wave hair metal, and it, their stuff was it was hair metal at its at it at its purest. It was the hair metal of that time. Yeah. It was the same thing as Danger Danger was putting out. It was the same thing. Let's get naughty naughty. Yep. It was all it was all that, that third generation hair metal, which was getting so damn schmaltzy, extreme was in there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much about partying anymore. It was about, you know, like for some reason there was all, a ballad had to be in there and they had to be like almost soulful songs. Yeah. And, uh, the one band in that third wave that I think we talked about this before, uh, one of the bands in that third wave of hair metal that kind of got dicked over because they were really good was Dangerous Toys. Very much so. They came in a little bit too late. Um, they had a harsher vibe. I mean, they're yeah. like they're almost like pre Pantera. I wouldn't go that far. I would. I would. I would, I would go. <laughs> I would go like Skid Row, slave. You know, slave to the grind, Skid Row type. Oh my God! No, they were much heavier than slaves that a grind. They talked about murder, yeah, but they and bad stuff, yeah. But I'm talking from a musical standpoint. Yeah, I don't know. I think I almost think Dangerous Toys was it's such a class by itself with all that stuff. Yeah, they were. I, there, I, there wasn't a lot of bands that there's, and there still isn't to this day. You don't hear many people saying, "Oh, it's like Dangerous Toys." You, you, except for Broken Teeth, which is the singer's other band, right? But you don't hear anybody saying, "Yeah, they're like Dangerous Toys." Huh. No, they don't. I, you know, it always impressed me the like uh, in Tease and Pleasing when he would do that fucking scat thing in the middle oh, of yeah. it. I I tried to do that because I was in a I, dude. I actually had to sing that song. Oh yeah, that was a pain in the dick. I could never get it. I could never get it. Yep, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't know how sometimes they do this. So, well. I think that um, Steven Tyler was always good at doing that on uh, some of the mid-80s albums. Yeah. I'm not just talking about the scat stuff. I'm talking about the... Uh, I'm talking about how high he got. Oh, yeah. Oh, his 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 upper his upper register was King Diamond level. Yeah. <laughs> Without going falsetto. Yep. Well, because King Diamond's upper register, it's at, at, that's all in his falsetto range. Yep. They've never even... They've never measured it so high. No. That was recalculous. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of... High, like. Ridiculous vocal registers. Here's a trivia question for you. What rock and roll singer has the highest vocal, or has the widest vocal range? Oh, widest? Yes. Oh. Are they alive yet? They are very much alive. Hmm. I would would say Rob Halford. You would be wrong. We can edit that part out, though. So tell me who it is and... Then we'll reiterate that in. No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Mike Patton. Really? Yeah, Mike Patton has an eight-octave range. Damn, he barely ever uses it, I think. It, it, I didn't believe it either. I had a, I had a, because Chuck told me about it, right? Chuck's like, uh, he was like, yeah, Mike Patton has a has an eight-octave range. I, I said, bullshit. Because <laughs> we were talking, we were talking singers is when I was working for him. We were talking singers, and he told me about this. I, I called bullshit on. He's like, "Dude, look it up." And sure enough, I hmm. I looked it up, and Mike Patton has a register, has a, a measured eight octave register. That's unfucking real. 
Impressive. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Give me a band. I mean, didn't, didn't, well, I'm trying to, I, I, I try to think stuff that we both would be into that you know. And it's, don't tap your freaking shoes at me, all right? <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> oh, gee, it's, it's so, it's difficult because I, I, oh, I should have, this is where the pre-planning is supposed to come in. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Thank God. <laughs> Jesus. Applications for a new co-host. I've never heard of them, but it sounds like it would have. Judas Priest. Oh, that's easy. Um, Painkiller. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Their worst album. To me, you're on dope. No, no, I, 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 wait. Maybe it was Jugulator. Ah, oh, shit, now I gotta look that up, you asshole. What it's the... not painkiller. All right, all right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Are you thinking of the one with Ripper Owens? Just hold on a goddamn minute. Now as he's digging into his pocket to pull out I'm, the... I did not dig in my pocket. It was on the... Oh, and for anybody who knows Bill, you'd be really surprised to find out for the first time in recorded history, he's not wearing a denim jacket. That's Carhartt. It's kind of dumb. It's not denim. Was Jugulator an album? Yes. It's also a wrestler. <laughs> All right. Well, see the Jugulator. Maybe I thought it was Painkiller because I cannot. The, the Painkiller song itself, I don't like. You don't like the song Painkiller? No, I do not. Why? I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about it I don't like. Dude, there's a lot of good stuff on on Painkiller. Well, like I said, I, is, is that the one with the motorcycle? But yes. Then it is Painkiller I don't like. There it is. I said it. Hot take. Right very there. hot take. <laughs> That's a very hot take. Painkiller's a fa- uh, fabulous record. All right. I'll take your word for it. it I, I don't care for it. Yeah, well, your opinion sucks. No, it doesn't suck. All yeah, right. it does. Everybody's got the right to be wrong. And you are wrong. You asked, you asked for my opinion of Judas Priest. Okay, I listen to bands that you've never even heard of, so it's like, so I say to you, oh, what about Volbeat? Love Volbeat. And you'll look at me like I'm cross-eyed. I love Volbeat. Okay. So which is the worst album? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I I really haven't heard anything from Volbeat I don't like. That is true. I don't don't think I've heard enough. I don't think I've heard enough of them. They... They don't. They don't have a bad one. Just like Dropkick Murphys. They're. They're. I mean. I mean. The only knock on Volbeat is their rockabilly Metallica. That's the good part about them. <laughs> I, I, I. They. Don't, they admit who they are. I. I. I will not say that's a knock I mean, on Volbeat because yeah. I like Volbeat. Yeah, and they got stuff. They have done duels with King Diamond. Yes. That work. Yes. And they're that one band from Gothenburg, Sweden, who's not a fucking death metal band. They, yeah, they are. I, I love listening to them. You know? I was listening to a little bit of them today. I heard uh, in my Spotify playlist, I heard uh, Lola Montez, mm-hmm. uh, The Devil's Bleeding Crown, Heaven or Hell. Brilliant. Great song. <laughs> yeah. And my, fav- my favorite one is, um, like, you know, Let's Boogie. Let's Boogie? That, yeah. That, that's where I get the mustache from because it's... <laughs> 
That's a good. That, that, that that's good stuff right there. Volbeat's good stuff. See, I didn't. I honestly didn't think you would listen to them because they are very good. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying. I have impeccable taste I'm, in music. I'm, see, that's. I didn't want to say you didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to imply it. I have impeccable taste in you, music. You have taste in music. I have impeccable taste. Let's not ta- call it impeccable. Let's taste not call it impeccable. Impeccable. All right. Um, see, the band the band should have more than three albums. That that's the hard part because I know we know so many one offs. Yeah. That it's like, well, you know, they had this couple albums and then they sucked. Right. But then if they have too many, then it's hard to pick because there's going to be a dud in there. Yeah. I mean, the law of averages. Catches up with everybody, right? Yeah. So, trying to think of what your favorite bands are, but I think I've already named most of them. No, you haven't even scratched the surface. Yes. Oh, Pantera. Pantera. Worst Pantera album. Power metal. Okay. Okay. Pre popular Pantera. Now you're going with. That was a good album, actually. For what it was. Power, power metal was. I liked it. For what it was. I told a guy at a wrestling show because I had my Pantera shirt on. Uh-huh. So he was trying to make conversation with me. So, of course, he's, oh, what's your favorite Pantera album? And, of course, I'm supposed to say The Great Southern Trend Kill. Right. Or Far Beyond Driven. Or I said, I said Power Metal. And he looked at me like I had two heads. Yeah. He's like, do some research, you douchebag. Well, you see, now, if you're going to go with, like, power, uh, popular Pantera, there's not a dud in the bunch. Mm. What would be the dud? Far Beyond Driven. I like Far Beyond Driven. That doesn't make it not a dud. It's not a dud. I've seen what's on your TV when I walk into the house, okay? Well, I was watching Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, there, there you go. Love the Trailer Park Boys. I know, I know you do. Hey, I, I, hey I, we have Canadian fans now, so stop. They'll forgive me. Don't, don't, dude, yeah, if you start piling on Letterkenny, they won't. I don't even know what a Letterkenny is. Do you have Hulu? No. Get Hulu and watch Letterkenny. No. Why? I don't watch a lot of TV like that. You're scared. No. You're scared. I'm not scared. I don't watch a lot of TV like that. Like what? Funny? Good? Well written? Funny, we'll say, because I don't watch a lot of comedies. Do you look in the mirror every day? Easy, easy, easy. Take a look at yourself. Funniest thing I've seen all day. It's just not my type of TV. I I prefer what you got a Trinitron. No, I like I like. I got a Vizio. You what? You got a Trinitron? Says so it's not your type of TV. I have an LG. So shut up. Life's good. And I finally got a. I'm getting a Chromecast. Okay. It'd be here by now, but you know weather. Yeah. So because I'm going to start the whole streaming stuff. Get Hulu. No. Yes. I don't want Hulu. Why not? There's great stuff on Hulu. Just and, it, and then you can get rid of, of cable. No, I can't get rid of cable. Why? I like watching the local news. Hulu has local has WBRE. No, 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 no. Local local news. Oh, TV thirteen. Yes. He fucked that. They have the dog and cat on every Friday. They can kiss my ass. I know. I know. But I still enjoy the local news because at least it's not all doom and gloom. Neither is WNEP 16. Yes, no, look, WNEP 16, oh, God. Hey, hey, TV 13 doesn't have Joe Snotlocker. I don't even know, what? Joe Snedeker. Oh, okay. I don't watch any of that. You're, you suck. I like, 
I I like some pandering to my sensibilities. What sensibilities? And and feel good news. The only on channel thirteen will you see a a, a story on the news about turkeys blocking up a road. <laughs> It's an average news day in fucking Kunkeltown then, huh? See, exactly. Jesus Christ. I, I don't, I, and the talk back, look, talk back 13, the talk back 16, I should say. Uh-huh. Okay, first off, has made nationwide. There's people not from Pennsylvania that know about talk back 16 because of the rubes that they allow on the air. Well, yeah. Not, well, Yeah. There are people in the United States that's laughing at Pennsylvania because of that stuff. There are people that laugh at Pennsylvania for other things. Lots of other things. Yeah, but uh, we shouldn't parade our ignorance around on TV like that. Why not? If you can't laugh at yourself. It's not laughing. These people are serious. Shit, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're they're terrible terrible people. And you know what the worst part is? Those are the most entertaining ones. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to handle the filtering that these people have to, their jobs. Dude, I would love the unedited tapes. Oh, my God. I would love to have the unedited tapes of Talk Back 16. They only do about five of them a day, but, man, the, the amount of them must, oh. Next time I'm, you know what? I'm going to be in Wilkes-Barre tomorrow. I'll take a run up Montage Mountain Road, see if I can get them. The unedited tapes. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give them to you. Why not? I'm very persuasive. You look like a homeless man. I mean, what? They're gonna they're gonna ask you what you want with them. They're but, gonna they're gonna think you called one in and said something stupid and just want the tapes back. <laughs> Maybe it could work. No, no, because it's all electronic. You're gonna get a tape and still have it. <laughs> That's not how it works. Dude, no, they they didn't they didn't step into the to the modern age yet. Yes, they did. They're more modern than anything else. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to go up to Montage Mountain. No, now, I would love to hear a talk back 13. That would be hilarious. Oh, dude. This- <laughs> now we're talking. Uh, calling. Uh, we have a call from Cletus in Perryville. <laughs> I love you, Perryville. There's a there's a cop down the road from my house. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on down there at the goddamn river walk. <laughs> See, that's see that that's entertainment. Yo, that would be great. That would be great. Talk back thirteen. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> the sad part is how much? How many members of our family would be on that? Oh, none of mine. You want to bet on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know one. I know one that would be, but um, yeah, I know one that definitely would be on there. But uh, I I could tell his voice easy. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Hey, let's get back to bands. All right. Is it my turn? I don't know if we're doing turns. I don't know. Jim, your blinker's on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I'll bet you he looked. <laughs> I bet you he did. He, he, said with, he said that this is his normal commute thing. Uh, how sad is your commute? You listen to two schmucks like us. No, no, no. I oh. just I like I like to think that people are driving and listening to us. At least at least this way they're not getting the road rage. Right. You know. Hey, 
I, I, believe me, I we appreciate everybody who does take the time to listen to us. Yes, we love each and every one of you. Even you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Yes, you. <laughs> yeah, stop pointing. Yes, it is you, okay? <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Don't. Uh, stop. You're going to get all excited and drive off the road. Relax. Relax. In the nose, out the mouth. In the nose, out the mouth. You better? You I'm good. I'm good. You mellow? I'm mellow. All right, man. <laughs> I need to think of some bands that do. And I, I am just, I am seriously drawing a blank on this. I wish I had time to prepare. Ah. What's the worst Ozzy record? Oh, anything recent. Uh, <laughs> any, anything after No More Tears. Scre- I won't go that far. Scream is 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 awful. Scream was bad. Actually, Ordinary Man wasn't bad. If I'm gonna pick a a bad Ozzy album out of all of them, and just overall bad, eh, it's it's probably gonna be Osmosis. Oz, I would go Scream. Yeah, but Scream even had some bright spots. On Osmosis is just wholly depressing. Every it, piece of it. It is a very depressing record. I think Ozzy was in a really bad headspace when he wrote that. You know, I, my favorite one's always going to be the Ultimate Sin, and that's the one everyone has to look up to. No, no, no. The benchmark is the benchmark is Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman. You can't. Your first two albums cannot be the benchmark. That is the benchmark. No, they were recorded within six months. Of each I know, other. but it, but but still, he's, I think that. Ultimate Sin was was just better. No. You know, No More Tears. Not it, It's not better than the stuff that he did with Rose. No More Tears has his worst ever song on it. What song is that? Mr. Tinker Train. I absolutely detest that song. Really? Yes. Really? Really. Why do you hate it so much? Well, it's, it's, a, it's about a child molester. Okay. From so, the child molester's point of view. So is Captain Howdy. Yeah, I didn't say I like that one either, but still, it's like, oh, it's just, I don't, I do not like that song whatsoever. I don't know. I don't like the subject matter, but it's not a badly written song. Oh, it's, I I can't, like I said, I, I just do not like that song at all. Eh, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, that's as, that's as bad as like the, that um, John Carroll's Alyssa Lies. Oh, that's just depressing. Never heard it. Oh, don't listen to it. Yeah, John Michael Carroll, don't listen to it. Yeah. They used to play it on repeat when I worked back in uh, at SMF. Uh-huh. And you'd hear it three or four times a day. It a, is whole a, it Alyssa is lies. A wholly depressing song. Speaking of wholly depressing things in music, I was reading something today. You know I'm not a Marilyn Manson fan, right? Yeah. I got another reason to not like him. Okay. Um, you know that Wes Borland from Limp Bizkit spent uh, some time in his band, right? In okay, I, I don't didn't know that. Yeah, uh, in 2008. Okay. Uh, he spent about nine months in Manson's band. And uh, are you, do you know the name Evan Rachel Wood? I think I've heard of her. She's an actress. Yeah. That Manson was dating around that time. Okay. Uh, at the time they started dating, she was 19, he was 36. Right. Okay. All right. Whatever. You know, whatever. Well, Evan Rachel Wood came out and said 
Like she's she's a big advocate for survivors of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she testified before the California Senate on this, stating that she was groomed and emotionally and physically and sexually abused by a partner. She didn't name names in front of the Senate. Now she's named names. All right. And guess who it was? It was Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And and Wes Borland was on a Twitch stream a few days ago and all but verified it. Mm. Said, yeah, the, he's a fucking bad guy. I was there, you know, when he was dating Evan Rachel Wood and the shit he did is just unconscionable. So if I ever needed another reason not to like that fucking mm. guy, there you go. You're mm. just a mark of a trash human being. He's admitted. He's admitted to some seriously fucked up stalkerish behavior. Like when they split up, he admitted to calling her like 158 times. Jesus. Yeah. Um, leaving messages about him cutting himself and self mutilating, and it's her fault. Uh, I, I honestly, I think you listen to his own product too much. I, I mean, I, I think he bought into his own hype too much. Yeah. Because let's face it, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. Well, he tried so many every talk show he went on. He always like said, this is all a show. Yeah. And this is just what I do as a show. This is what I do to make money. And he did. He he was more, the thing that always bothered me about him because he's got a, he's got some songs that to make you tap your foot you know he's got some songs that are all right but to me the problem like i always had with him from a musical standpoint is he was more into his pose than his performance mm-hmm. oh yeah and i i i that, that's i don't like that but now to hear the these kind of allegations yeah now now i didn't like you as an artist now i don't like you as a person that's well, just I mean, it's a when when I heard about it, like I wasn't surprised. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just some stuff. There's some people out there. It's like I'm not surprised he was involved in that. I mean, I'm surprised it took it this long to come forward. Right, right. You know, right. Like when you hear when you heard about Tim Lambasis from As I Lay Dying, trying to uh, contract somebody to kill his wife. That one nobody saw coming. Yeah, but Man- but Manson. I mean, I know. I mean, he always put out that persona, uh, that persona of like the tortured soul. Yeah. So naturally, I mean, there's. I mean, there's always a cycle of abuse. Yeah. And, you know, you don't put out music like he does from a level playing. You know, up here. So there was there was something messed up, and that doesn't excuse it, at all. But like I said, there's always a cycle. And it's not like he's just putting on an act. Well, have you read some of my lyrics? Well, yeah. Have you read some of mine? You know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with us. There's a there's a difference between making sure you you don't continue it. Yeah. There's a there's a self control element. Yeah. You know that um, I think because of our station in life, we're not you know uh, even thousandaires. Right, you know, um, we have we ha- we know that we have to maintain some sort of level where we can't be going off and doing all this weird stuff. Right, you know, 
you know, you have to have some self-responsibility as well. Yeah, responsibility is a heavy responsibility. Yeah. And we're not, I mean, we're right in that middle area where we're not, you know, we're, we're not so poor that we're going to be, you know, getting the crack pipe. No. Yeah, and we're not so rich that we're just going to, you know, be putting our muddy shoes on somebody's new couch. <laughs> like, 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 that's the thing to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, we're right in that middle ground, which I think a lot of our generation is. Yeah. You know, but of course, you know, you get money or you don't have money, you become a whole different person. You know, it's kind of weird that how that happens. And equal, equal, how do I put this? Equal levels of dumb fuckery and shitbaggery, depending on whether you're fantastically wealthy or broke yeah you know yeah and that's you know and you know it's i but like i said there has to be a level of self-control within you know yeah within you to say no i know what i went through i'm not gonna put anybody else through that yeah yeah i got i i gotta agree with you but uh yeah i i I read that today and it, it 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 didn't surprise me but it just gave me a, a, a reason to not like it yeah, on a personal level. When I heard it, I mean, I heard it in the context of, um, you know, can you still support an artist, you know, when you find things like this out? Yeah. And I can honestly say I don't think I've supported Marilyn Manson since high school. You know? Yeah, I... I, I, I I've never seen him in concert. I never had a T-shirt and... You know the the albums that I have were the ones that like were from years ago. Yeah, uh, I've never seen Manson in concert either, and he's the reason I haven't gone to see Rob Zombie, because every time Zombies come around mm. here, the last few times, yeah, they do the Twins of Evil. Yep, they're doing the the Twins of Evil tour with him and Manson, and I won't put a dime in Manson's mm. pocket. And I I w- in full disclosure, I did own a Marilyn Manson T shirt at one point, but it was a gift. Okay. Well, I was I was gifted a T-shirt, the uh, the one I'm God, everyone dies shirt. Yeah. Wish I still had that. <laughs> yeah, said I. I. It's hard anymore because it seems like the 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 longer people stay around, the everybody has that. When are they going to fall from grace? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like everybody. So many people that I I did watch their movies or listen to their albums or whatever have just gone down a hole where it's like, well, now you can't you can't publicly listen to it anymore. Right. You know, and I think that's the big key, because I don't think I don't think everybody is just going to what happened. What happened? I got a blue. I don't. Yeah, I don't think everybody's like thrown their albums away or anything like that. Like, I'm sure there's there people. <laughs> That have Bill Cosby collections. Well, no, the only people, the only, you know, the only people that they ever did that to are the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, well, that's one of them, and and, and it was only the it was only the Rednecks that did that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I said, people they'll they'll still listen to stuff privately. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I'm not gonna you know get rid of all the Manson stuff I have. You know, I don't, but I still don't support what he did. No. You you can't support anything like that. No. 
you can't. But I think, like I said, I think sometimes, and I think people have to do what is in their own hearts. Yeah. You know, if you if you don't feel you can listen to any of his music anymore, by all means, get rid of it. Well, now, here here's... Uh, you here, know, but also, like I said, nobody should be telling everyone else what they should be doing as well. Right. I, I And here's, here's, a, here's a parallel with that. I was a huge Chris Benoit fan. Ah, uh, yes. Massive Chris Benoit fan. Mm-hmm. I have not watched a Chris Benoit match since the news came out of what he did. I have made a... a, a a con- I, I have attempted on a few times. Like I'm, wa- like I would watch WrestleMania 20 to mm-hmm. watch Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, and on that same card, Chris Benoit beat Triple H and Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Title. I get to that match and I shut it off. Mm. I can't. And it was one of my favorite Benoit performances of his time in WWE. You know, I and like I, I just can't do it because for the talent that I admired in him as a performer, the last 48 hours of his life and what he did in those mm-hmm. last 48 hours just ruin it for me. I can't I, I can't bring myself to watch it. I was never. The biggest Benoit fan, but that's mainly... I blame Vince for that. Because he had me believing WCW was the enemy. No. So, (laughs) at the time, at the time, I didn't like Guerrero, Saturn, all the guys that came over from the invasion. I wasn't a fan of Malenko. You know, about the only WCW guy that I think I actually liked was uh, Jericho. Really? Yeah. And he's the guy that got misused the worst at first. I, I I bought into the fact that, you know... That WCW was trash. Yeah, because you know you didn't give it a chance. You didn't give it a chance. So, I mean, I and I, 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 gave, I gave it a chance. A lot of it was horrible. Some of it was, <laughs> but I mean, I, I I can I can understand that. I can completely understand that. If you if you, why are you blubbering at me? If um if you drank Vince's Kool Aid at the time, and a lot of people did, uh. WCW is the enemy. You know? Yeah, but I mean, you turn to WCW, and it's like there's 80 members of the NWO in the ring. Yeah, you know, and Judy Bagwell on a pole. I mean, come on, what? Okay, bro. <laughs> what we're gonna do, bro, is we're gonna have a Judy Bagwell on a forklift, bro. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that kind of stuff. I tune into it every so often. Hey, well. Maybe Vince is wrong. Maybe maybe I can watch this stuff and I tune in and no, my God, that's awful. I can see it. Okay, let's get like let's get back on track here. Uh, we got a couple. Let's do a couple more minutes and then we'll call it a day. All right. What's the worst? Uh, what's your least favorite Misfits album? Ooh, that's tough. Because, uh, oh, that is tough. Because I like, oh man, the latest one, Devil's Rain, is is absolutely amazing. I love that album. I haven't heard it. Yeah, that that is like is is as beautiful as um, which is oh god, which is the double one, the one with the slash in it. The one with the slash. Yeah, it was like it was two names. 
I can't. I'm. I cannot. I'm drawing a blank. I can see it in my head too. It's uh. It's yeah. It's like a double name album. It's like something Astro. No, is it Astro Creep? No. No, Astro Creep was on. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. It was one of the early albums that had no production on it. It was like right before I think they went to Sam Hain. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Static Age, Legacy of Brutality. No, might have been Static Age. I'm not looking it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> Don't look it up. But it was one. It was one of those that. But it was. But uh, right before November, come fire. You know. Okay, because I mean, that that was that was a Sam Hain record. Yeah, and then it, I mean, like I said, I think. The Misfits really, to me, just kind of like morphed right into like one and the other to the to dancing. Yeah, like it's it's hard to uh, almost like pull them apart. Yeah, but when he left, but even that like the Devil's Rain album was just amazing. I I I can't say anything bad about that one. Okay. So yeah, I don't. Like I said, early Misfits was tough because the the production value just wasn't there. No, that was recorded on a potato. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if anything needs to be remastered, is that stuff. Yeah. But, I I mean, therein lies the fight between the brothers and Danzig. Yeah, but not, but still, but if that stuff wasn't done on a potato, it wouldn't have the feel. Right. A, a polished Misfits album right. should never happen. Right. That would be like a polished Burzum album. Yeah. Or yeah. a polished, uh, or a polished, uh, Jesus, Mayhem album. Yeah. But speaking of Danzig, then, I mean, if you're just thinking Danzig. Okay. Starting with, you know, the the first one with the uh, the Chris Star Skull. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's one. Uh, not a, it's from a comic book. He stole that artwork from a comic book. Okay. Chris Star, number eight. Well, he stole the he stole the Misfit Skull from... that. From, it's the uh, Crimson Skull. Yeah, from... Yeah, from... Yep. So, go figure. Danzig, you thief. <laughs> no, but starting with Danzig, and okay. then moving on up... Um, to Black Red Sabbath was his last one. Okay. Uh, what do you think was the weakest one of those? Black Acid Evil. Uh, was that wasn't? Mm, I think the fourth one. That's Black Acid Evil. Then I was right. Yeah. See that? Aha. Yeah, that was one. Of, he started going down some weird paths with three. Yeah. Uh, three was kind of strange, but still a good record. Yeah. My favorite is uh, still Lucifuge. Oh. <laughs> yep. I can't listen to early Danzig without thinking of Ryan. Buyer. Yeah. Because, man, he was just a Danzig freak. Yes, he was. He even <laughs> grew the double lock. and Yeah. I mean, he and I remember, I think he might have been the one to get me into all that. I, I always think of Buyer and Steve Garger. Mm-hmm. And the la- the last album wasn't too bad. Like I said, Danzig tried to bring it back with, with that, um, the, Death Red Sabbath, whatever I said. Black Red Sabbath. Black, yeah. The Sabbath, yeah. It's just a Sabbath album. It, he spells it weird. Yeah. Still good stuff, but I think all that music is kind of like, horror punk. Yeah. Kind of kind of past its day a little bit. I yeah I guess. You know, I, I guess I, I wish some of these genres would last more than a, a year or two before we decide we've had enough of them. Yeah. Are you yeah. a fan of Avenged Sevenfold? I like them. I like them. Nightmare is one of my favorite songs from them. Yeah. Nightmare. Not, that whole album is really good. Mm. Um, that City of Evil. Those are probably my two favorites. 
Yeah, I like Avenged Sevenfold. I didn't like. I I was not a fan of Hail to the King. I like that one. Well, of course, because it sounds like friggin' Metallica. You know, I. And you know, what's wrong with that, Metallica? If you know? you're, it's nothing wrong with it if it, if you're Metallica. But when you're Avenged Sevenfold, don't sound like Metallica. No, no, no. I would like to have seen them go back to something sounding more like City of Evil. I know, said, I, I, like songs like The Beast and the Harlot, Bat Country, A Little Piece of Heaven. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, dislike Avenged Sevenfold. I mean, it's not one of my top, top ten bands. Oh, they're not in my top ten either, but. You know. I but enjoy they're, but them. But they're definitely good. I've seen them live a few times. What about Typo Negative? There's not a bad Typo album. Uh, There's not a bad Typo album. I I don't know. I I think that um, that the the live album, quote unquote, that they did. Oh, Origin of the Feces. Yeah, Origin of the Feces has my favorite typo song on it. Which one? Unsuccessfully coping with the natural beauty of infidelity. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Was that I? I think that was on the live one. My favorite on that was I. I love October Rust. October Rust is an awesome record. And. And uh, I, I was lucky enough to see those guys live and nearly have my head taken off by security. Whoa. Well, the security there, they, that was in an era where, well, uh, the security there didn't like um, crowd surfing. At Croc? No, no, Lupo's. Lupo's. Yep, it was my first crowd surfing. Uh-huh. Um, they, they lifted my frame up and the security guy was not happy. And pretty much yanked me down to the floor. And then this five foot nothing security guard is ushering my six foot two ass out. He was able to get under the bar. No problem. I nearly had my head taken off if I didn't see it in the last second. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was uh that was a oh that was a great show. Lupo's yeah. was a great place. Typo was a great band. Hmm? Uh, actually, uh, we're playing a typo song with the band. Which one? I don't want to be me. That's an all right one. It's a it's a good it's a good song as a for a three piece band to play. Because there's not it, it's not real keyboard heavy like a lot of typos <laughs> stuff. Um, we could you could pull it off with three players. I think you could fake almost any typo song without keyboards. You could fake a lot of them without keyboards. Yeah, I mean. You know, I mean, you know. well, back in the back in the Euclid days, we did uh, what we did with we we took two sections out of unsuccessfully coping mm-hmm. and just did those parts. We did uh, I called that. I know you're fucking someone else. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. I should teach that one to Earl and Chuck. All right. What other bands you got under your sleeve? Under my sleeve, Mushroom Head. I thought that was hate breed. No, that's mushroom head. All right. Well, I can't speak on mushroom head. <laughs> I don't know them. Okay. What about Black Label Society? Oh, oh I'm going to get something thrown at me. I know I am. No, you're not. I won't throw nothing. You Un- promise? Unless you say the wrong record. Blessed Hell Ride? I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. I mean, my favorite is ni- is nineteen nineteen Eternal. Yeah, Black Label Society. I do enjoy 
some of this stuff, and I, I absolutely love the guitar work. Yeah. But why does he have to sound like he's screaming quietly? I don't know. I mean, that is his weird vocal style, and it's strange the way he sounds when he sings sometimes. Yeah. Have you ever seen them live? No. I'll let you borrow um, Booze Bruised and Broken Boned. Mm. It was filmed at a club in Detroit. Small club. They drank the bar dry. (laughs) Between the band and the crowd, they drank the place dry. (laughs) It's a great show. Great show. Uh, Zach Wild, uh, it's you get Zach Wild at his unfiltered best in some points. Fuck Fred Durst, fuck <laughs> Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, he gets a little vocal sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, especially when he was drinking, Zach was unfiltered. I don't even think he had to be drinking. To be. <laughs> I've I've heard him on, I've heard him stone cold sober, and he's he's like that. Yeah, he, he, he what you get, what you see with Zach is what you get. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I appreciate that. And just because I have a big-ass Black Label Society tattoo across my back doesn't mean I'm going to throw something at you. You might. You might. <laughs> you, I, I don't, you have all those heavy things over there. I don't trust it. Nah, I'm not going to throw anything at you today. I mean, I'll wait the wrong camera until I start throwing things at you. Okay. Let's go one more band. Someone that we... Bu- I got it. Okay. Anthrax. And I think we could say the same album. Okay. Stomp 442. Four two. Yep, that's the one. Yep, that's the one. That's that's the garbage album. <laughs> so bad they didn't even put the logo on the on the cover. Yeah, that was not that was not a good record. Okay, let's change it up a little bit. Um we'll we'll take Stomp 442 out of the equation. Right? Worst record with Joey Belladonna. Hey, hey, no, no, you can't say that, man. It's it's, it's beautiful stuff. Worst one with Joey Belladonna. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to say this. After all the Joey Belladonna albums, there has to be the worst one. Uh-huh. It's State of Euphoria. Really? Out of all the Joey Belladonna albums, I'm telling you. No, but I like State of Euphoria. That's, but it's, of if, okay. if I have to choose out of all of them, Armed and Dangerous, Spraying the Disease. Well, Armed and Dangerous is Neil Turbin. No, it's it's uh, the Joey Belladonna LP, the EP. I got it with I got it with Belladonna on the yes no you're thinking of um, Fistful of Metal F- uh, you're right Fistful of Metal which, was which Neil Armed Turbin. and Dangerous was on that right but they right, did right. the EP Armed and Dangerous right you're right you know and then um, uh, Among the Living oh love Among the Living I know Among, uh, the, among the Living Among the Living we are we are kings all for, our kings for all kings King something for all kings great <laughs> great album yeah. Um, I said all of that stuff. The Greater of Two Evils, even yeah, was was a wonderful album. But everything Belladonna touched, um, the Persistence of Time was a great album, and I love State of Euphoria. But at all of those, that's the one I would rank lowest. Right, and that's only because there's so much great stuff that Belladonna did. Yeah, I can't, I I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. And I love, I love Euphoria too. Yeah, I mean, I actually thought you were going to go with Persistence of Time. No, I love Persistence of Time more than Euphoria. Like Belly of the Beast, Hatred. Yeah. Um. Even you know, to time. Got the time. Yeah. 
Got the Time is just a great song. Yeah. I mean, that has, and like I said, State Euphoria, that was the album that got me into Anthrax. Yeah. But then when I started listening to the back catalog and what they did going forward, amazing. Yeah. You know, State Euphoria was just like, to me, their misstep. You know, if anything. Yeah. But, okay, let, since we're talking about Anthrax, what do you, their cover choices over the years? Brilliant. I cannot argue. Yeah, I mean, antisocial. When, when a band takes a song and you don't know it's a cover, yeah, I think that's the hallmark. I mean, that's what Metallica started their career with. Yeah. And Anthrax did it as well, where yeah. they were able to take those songs and you didn't know... They were covers. They were Anthrax songs. Yeah. And when you hear the actual song, you're like, oh, I like Anthrax's version better. Well, did you uh, did you know Got the Time was a cover? At oh, first? yeah. Jackson Brown. No, Joe Jackson. Jo- I knew there was a Jackson. Yeah, Joe Jackson. Yeah. I mean, but when it came, when Anthrax, when it came out, by when Anthrax's came out, did yeah. you know it was a cover? No, I did not know it was a cover. Right. I just knew it was a great Anthrax song. Right. That's you what know. I'm saying. And of course, I never read the lyric sheets on the cassettes. To see to see who wrote what. Oh, wait! This they didn't write this. Yeah. Well, well, Guar helped me with that because you couldn't read that shit scribble. No, I said on even their page. I said, guys, if you do any re-releases, rewrite your damn lyric sheet for Scum Dogs of the Universe because I can't read it. Yeah. What's the worst Guar album? Oh, that's tough. Um, if I'm, it's probably. Their last one that they just did after Odorous died. Because it's just not it's a good album. Yeah. But it's it's still still fresh in my mind. Yeah. That, you know, Odorous isn't on it. And he had such a powerful vocal. And and, and such a presence. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't hit as well as Back in Black did. No. You know, for a new singer. And uh it's just like I said, because it sounds like a Guar record with someone else singing the lyrics. Yeah. And it's still too new to me, so it's, that's the only reason I say... Now, was that Blothar singing? or is, Yeah, was that, that's Blothar. Okay. Because I didn't know if they did a record with the girl singing. No, they just had her on... Uh, yeah, uh, Volvatron only was doing the live stuff. Okay. And they fired her because, strangely enough, she was too wild for Guar. Whoa. I know. She would drink a lot, fight, get really crazy, and it's like when you get fired from. I mean, that's a, that's a resume builder, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, but, you're too wild for Guar. But the thing is, Guar they put all their wildness into the stage show. Yeah, it's an act. I know. Yeah. Like, like you said, they're all very normal, probably guys behind the scenes. Yeah, you know that probably are opening up egg cartons at the supermarket to make sure they don't get a cracked one. Well, hell, Blothar does TED Talks. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that one. That's beautiful. That's so yeah. much fun to watch. Uh, uh, Blothar does TED Talks. Uh, B, uh, Flattis owns a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, she was just drinking constantly and just being too wild for the band. It's like that. I still say, I still think it's funny. No, you're too crazy. You need to step it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they didn't record anything with her. But now on uh, Slimestra's back. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, and um, I don't want to say it's a money grab. I'm hoping it's uh, to mend fences. Yeah. 
because I know that her and the band did not get along because of royalties. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, she's back. I follow the, I, well, oh, I, I missed that on Facebook. <laughs> I follow the Guar channel. Yeah. And now I don't see much, of, I don't see much of their stuff anymore. Yeah. I've, you know, Guar, Guar is, uh, a world unto themselves. Really. Oh yeah. No, barely. Like uh, they made one kind of music video. Um, and it was a mock music video. The ba- uh, for the road behind. Then two, because I know they made sick of you, as a video as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but it's it like that was like I said. They they knew they were never getting airplay. No, and they didn't care. No, they didn't. That I mean, they, it was an outlet for a bunch of art students. Yeah, and it was. I mean, and still, but they. They put out a lot of great songs, even though I think they were like a a, a dirtier, grungier, scummier version of Steel Panther. Yeah, they were. You know, they were. Uh, and, like, Steel Panther gets a bad knock because it's like they're a parody of, you know, all this stuff. Guar was nothing more than a parody of think of like death metal bands. Guar, you know, I don't know about that. I, I kind of because if you look the way they acted, I mean, you you look at like someone like Man of War. Now I know they're not death metal, yeah, but they were like you know the man's metal, you know. But they, you know, it's like Guar is like we're gonna be just get all this machinery on stage, all these lights, all these fluids, you know, and the theatrical stage show, yeah, you know, that is brilliant. You no, one of the best stage shows yeah. you'll ever see. You don't, you don't know about getting hit 90 PSI to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yep. Been there, done that. And I would do it again oh, tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Yes. If you've never seen Guar, go see Guar. Yes, and get to the front row. Don't don't whip out. Don't sit in the back row sipping your beer. No. You get to the front row. And wear white. Yeah. You, you get yourself a little bit moist. <laughs> yeah, seeing Guar in the wintertime is n- in the Northeast oh, would be bad. Well, we were, it was cold for us. Well, that was in, I think, October. That van ride home. Or, or, oh, my God. O- that was October or November, I think. Oh, uh, Chuck's non-heated van. Oh, that was horrible. That was horrible. It was great. Oh, it's just, it was just, everybody's all sacked down in the back after that show. Yeah, we were fried. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, like I said, I and like I said, when I say that their their worst album is their last one, only because it's like the first one after Odorous. Yeah, you know, and that's it. I mean, I'm sure when they have the opportunity, they'll get a lot, lot better. Yeah, dude, we're an hour and forty five deep. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what happens when you pick two topics. I didn't pick two topics. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but the first one was kind of like. Eh. Thanks, Jim. Not no, not thanks, Jim. Don't you dare blame Jim for this. You're the one that put it in the dirt bucket. <laughs> well, he he suggested it. Right there, right there. Don't judge me, Alexi. Yeah, the angry outlets. I can't even see him anymore. No, I had to move it. Yeah, we had all this remodeling. It's Mo- Reginald Modlin. Is that crayon on the ceiling? It might be. Yeah. Uh. See, you need a better artistic outlet. Don't be writing crayon on the ceiling. Hey. This murder basement. Hey. <laughs> hey. It keeps the demons at bay. Okay? 
pal. I don't think it was bad having two topics. No, it wasn't. You know, because, I mean, when we get to my other topics, <laughs> you'll probably get all pissed at me then. No. No, you will. No. no. I mean, I, I'll get pissed at you for other things. Because I, I put in topics that make you think, topics that are heady. I'm not, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I can't. I just can't with this. Jesus Christ, how many do you got in here? I put four in. You were supposed to put a fourth one back in to keep it fresh. Oh, yeah. But Maybe? Jim, but, but, Jim, but Jim put one in. Jim I, put two in. I forgot. I forgot to bring any. I'm not going to. I can't write anything down. I can't think right now. You're dumb. <gasps> You're dumb. That hurts right here. Right here. He's up <laughs> right on the Slayer side. <laughs> uh, I thought he was going to clutch the pearls again for a second there, folks. Oh, my heaven is stars. He just pulled out the fan. <laughs> Do that again. It, it hit the mic pretty good. Yeah. He's fanning himself like a southern bale. <laughs> my, my stars. You look more like fucking Boss Hog. Yo, Boss Hog did not have a mustache and a sweet goatee. You don't have a sweet goatee either. What do you call this? Dirt. Wipe it off your face. And you got a little bit more hair than Boss Hog. It's a lot more hair than Boss Hog. Okay. I look awesome. Let's. That's why, I mean, I thought we were doing cameras today. That's why, you know, I got all dressed up. Come to, no, yeah. Got to get a technical guru down here to help you out. Yeah, we, yeah. Chief Technical Officer. I'm bringing, but I don't know how to hook them up. It's USB. How hard is that? I don't know about the program to get the cameras to work. I'm probably going to have to figure all this out. Yeah, well, do your fucking job. I, I am doing my fucking job. I host this fucking shit show. I host this shit show and I press the button. Yeah, I mean, me and ask you about that. Uh, why are those some of those buttons red? What? It's a gaming keyboard. It's a gaming keyboard. Oh, it's a gaming keyboard. It's not mine. Oh, isn't that sweet? It's not mine. Oh, yeah, I got to play my little Legend of Zelda. Right here, dickhead. <laughs> it ain't mine. <laughs> it's a leftover from Randy. All right, all right. If you next, if you want a real keyboard, you let me know. I'm sure I can find one in the recycling bin. I'm sure I can find one in the recycling bin. <laughs> is it a mechanical key? Or is it these fucking... Or is it one of these bullshit uh, membrane ones? Well, wait, which don't you like then? Obviously, I mean, you kind of, you sounded like you didn't like either of them. No, I want a mechanical. No, I, I got a roll-up one, which can, you know. Really? Get, yeah, get to the future, man. No, I like my mechanical keyboard. Go up and see the one I have on my work. You're stuck now. in the past, man. You're stuck in the past. It's more responsive. Uh, so What? Let me find Audacity. Click. No, for when I'm working. Down here, I don't care. Well, this is what I'm talking about. The aesthetic that we got to put forth that we know what we're doing here. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) You're going to be on camera with a dirt bucket. If you would have washed it. And, well, no, wait. Now, you didn't let me finish. The dirt bucket and the bucket we pull things out of. <laughs> so you just called yourself a dirt bucket? No, you, you. No, I'm you. gonna be. You said I'm gonna be down here with a dirt bucket, right? And the bucket, 
no, me. I'm going to be down here with a dirt bucket. <laughs> and a bucket we pull things out of. This is why I have to poop when we're done. Oh, not in the bucket. <laughs> Maybe. Pulled enough crap out of the bucket today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you pulled one good one and one that you knew nothing about, which would have been a good topic if you knew something about it. I'm sorry. I, I This is not the prepared does. Well... <sighs> We talked about this. We're gonna do this on the cuff, off the or on the cuff, off yeah. the cuff. And that's what I did. And I don't know much about his movies. No, no. Like I said, I, I you know, I don't know anything about it. I mean, uh, you know, if, we, if one of the topics is Ren Fairs, you're gonna be you know out of your element. I'm I'm using my mulligan. You can't use the mulligan. Yeah, I can. There's no mulligans. There is a mulligan. You, you're talking. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to close this fucking yeah, thing out. Definitely. I'm done with you. Yep. I've had enough. Oh shit. Uh until next week. I'm Eric. And I'm Bill. See you later. <laughs>